Behind every bit of mom wisdom is a story. A story of a real mom and real kids just trying to love each other well. Whether you're cozied up on the couch with a mug of coffee or out for a walk, you're welcome to join us as we share stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the I'm On Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm On Podcast. Megan and Susan and Chloe are here and I'm Abby. I'm also here. Uh, So I prepped for this episode yesterday and I was texting my husband asking him questions about communication and marriage and conflict and things like that. And we kind of had this nice little text conversation and then last night got into a huge fight. We got into a really big fight that that he kept his cool in. And I li- I'm not happy to say this. I said, I'm going to cut you. Like, I He was holding a knife. And I'm like, I'm about to grab that knife out of your hand and stab you because I'm so I said, I feel the rage building. And it was over something, of course, something so stupid. And that's like one of our biggest recurring issues is that he says, well, you just said this. And I'm like, I did not say that. I said, I don't remember what I said, but I know I didn't say that. Yeah. And it's like, I wish I could like record everything. I'm like, somebody play back the tape and and tell me what I said, because I don't think I said that. So we constantly kind of get into this. He said, she said, I said, you said thing. And it it was almost comical by the end. I didn't stab him. Thank God. So, yeah. But, you know, there are some things that I think we all know are essentials for a happy and healthy marriage. Respect, love, sacrifice, a shared faith. But today I want to talk about some of the bumps that maybe we've hit in the road and share a few of our go-to ideas for how to get past them to be a better couple. So before we start, Susan, obviously you've been married the longest at the 30s. Oh gosh, 34 years, Megan? How old are you? 33? 34. She's We're just 34. nodding her head. You're just yeah. shaking her head. Thir- make- yes, I'm 33, so 34. 34. Okay, you guys got to business. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Megan, how long have you and Hampton been married? Seven years, I think. Yeah, I'm having an account. I'm like, oh shoot, it's going to come to me. She's okay, going to ask me. Like 2016, that. Megan, you're seven. Yeah. You yes. were married in 2016? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Chloe? Four. All right. And I'm on, I'm right behind Megan. I'm, I was married in 17. So I feel like we're all like the three of us, although I did it before. So I have a lot of, <laughs> I do have a lot of experience in, uh, in marriage. Hmm. So what is, <laughs> well, I did learn a lot and I've written an article about it. Like what I learned about like what I learned from that about yeah. conflict and all like it's it it was it was a learning experience for sure. So what is a communication struggle that you have in your marriage? Do you feel like there's something that happens over and over again, like some a, a bump you keep hitting? I will say we work together, and so everybody here has seen Mark and I argue because we think very differently. He is. Um, a wordsmith. He analyzes words. He's very literal, very black and white. And I'm very big picture track with me. I go fast. My brain goes fast. And so we often are like just total Mm -hmm. misses. That's really hard to be married to somebody who is specific about words. Mm -hmm. If you are not, because then they'll be like, well, you, you just said this word. And you're like, I was just saying whatever. Like I was just filling in the blank. Oh, add the fact that he's an attorney. And on top of that, 
his both his brothers are attorneys mm-hmm. and his father. So they are trained to wordsmith. Yeah. So yeah, you don't you don't come out alive. They're You're gonna on put, trial. They're gonna put you in a corner every time. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Megan, what about you? Is there a communication? Well, conflict? I apparently literally married my father because my husband is also an attorney. <laughs> and like they just are very similar in a lot of ways. But yeah, we like all want him to see a big picture and he will hear one little tiny granular detail that I say and like hone in on that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about this and you're talking about this one little piece of whatever I've said. Um, but I also have realized about myself that I want him to just like come like understand what I'm talking about and just come to the conclusion. And I've realized like, I have to be very black and white. Like he's not going to read between the lines. He's not going to figure it out for himself. I have to be very clear on what I'm upset about and, and make sure that that's very clear. But I also have had to realize that I play a part in whatever this is and right or wrong. I've, I've played a part in it somehow. And so I have to realize either, is it my expectations? Did I do something wrong in the situation? Whatever it might be, because I think initially when we got married, like I just would get frustrated at him thinking he like did something wrong. And then I'd be, I'd have to take a step back and be like, okay, I can't just get mad at him all the time because some of it may be my problem. Um, and so that There's was a big a thing that I thought of. So I, I really have to analyze like, why am I mad? Why am I upset? Is it something I could control? Is it something I could change? Was I not clear? Like, do I have expectations? You know, what, what is it? Why am I mad about it? Um, instead of just immediately taking it out on him, whatever it might be. Yeah. I, I'll come to you next, Chloe. Um, I asked my husband, I said, what is a what's a communication issue that you think we have? And it's funny because I was thinking to myself, I think we're really good about giving each other the benefit of the doubt. And that's exactly what he said. He's like, I think we could be better at giving each other the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Wow. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. I guess I'll have to work on that. What about you? The thing that we fight about the most is really one of the things I love the most about Trent is like, we see things just very differently. Like we could be in the exact same social situation, having the exact same conversation. And I will retell the story one way he will tell it completely different we just see the world very very differently Mm -hmm. um and so when you know there's a thing that I've asked him to do and he'll say well I did this and I'm like well why'd you do it that way it's like I have expectations that he just I want him to do things the way I would do it yeah yeah, I've found like that knowing our Enneagram numbers mm-hmm. has helped with that because he knows we can come out of a situation and I will point out what went wrong first mm. before and he just wants to hear why it went well. Like he he wants to praise, he wants to celebrate and I'm like, well, let's point out the things that we could have done better. You are Mark. Mm, yeah, yeah. You I are think Mark. we are very similar. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So, like, just knowing that it's not intentional, it's really kind of a, a personality thing that we're trying to work through and trying to get better at. Yeah. But that we're more inclined to do. So, do you ever, um, do you ever feel things building? Maybe this is just me because I'm not great at handling anger. But do you have, hence the reason I told my husband I was going to stab him. Um, <laughs> do you ever feel things like building and you know you can't ignore it anymore? Like, how do you know it's time to talk? Like, we've got to address this. We can't sweep it under the rug anymore. I'm not good at that because it spills out of me. Like, mm. I'll let it build up. It, it, between the two of us, I'm better at, um, you know, kind of not letting it bother me. 
Like, actually, it's a negative to Mark because he says, you're just going to wake up tomorrow and be fine. Mm. (laughs) But the problem is, if it accumulates, I do get angry. And then it just spills out. And yeah, I can't control it. I get angry. When is it a sign? Like, what's the sign that it's time to talk? Oh, my gosh. I would love to have, like, just an emotional touch base with Trent every single day, but he would kill me. (laughs) Um, I I think – Trent's a little more similar to you and like he he'll just be okay with things that I'm not okay with. So I really have had to learn and Susan's helped me a lot with this actually um just with like work stuff is you know what is a big deal and what's not a big deal and I think he's helped me in our relationship because he is okay with a lot more like letting things go. So I think you know just following his lead on some of those things, but then also just really checking in with myself. What what really matters right now? Yeah. Megan, do you have something you wanted to add or no? Um, I mean, I think I'm, I would say, I think I'm somewhere in the middle of like, do I let it go or do I hold on to it? I feel like I can hold on to it for so long, but then it does like burst. But I think sometimes sometimes I'll, I'll look at him and I'll be like, how are you okay with this? How are you okay with the situation? And he'll be like, oh, I didn't even know there was anything wrong. <laughs> you know? So I think it's just, you know, sometimes people just think differently and, are, and see things differently. And so something that bothers one person, the other person might not even know it. We have a new employee at Family First. His name is Ted Lowe. And he is, he writes for All Pro Dad, but he also has his own thing. He speaks a lot. He's got several great marriage books. The most recent is for us and his website is for us at forusmarriage.com. But uh, he talks about um, how do you know if it's time to talk about something? He uh, he says, you know how you walk in the room and uh, your spouse is um, just closing the cupboard a little bit too loudly and <laughs> sighing a lot and you go, yeah, hey, um, something wrong? And they go, no, I'm fine. He goes, it's time to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good. I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly the exact example that I gave in an article that I wrote about the feedback wheel. So I want to talk about a few of like our favorite tools and tricks for communication and conflict in uh, in marriage. So the feedback wheel is something I learned about recently. It was uh, written about and like coined by a therapist. His name is Terry Real. And like the idea of the feedback wheel is that it's going to help you in those moments where you are kind of getting in a fight with your spouse without actually opening your mouth. Like you're kind of having the conversation. <laughs> Slam in, in the cupboard. Yes, <laughs> because I, that's exactly what I did one day. Um, so my husband gets home from work around 2.30 every day. And I still have two and a half hours of work left to go. And one day he came home and he got in the pool and hung out in the pool for a little bit. And then he got out and the end of my workday rolled around and he opened up his laptop to get some work done, to like get some prep done for the next day for work. And at this point, dinner needs to be made. Homework needs to be worked through with the kids and he's working. And I'm like thinking to myself, I didn't say this out loud to him. I'm thinking to myself, you had two and a half hours to get that work done. <laughs> now you are like thinking your time is more valuable than mine because now I'm the only one that's able to work on dinner and homework. So, mm-hmm. you know, like all this stuff is going through my head and I'm slamming drawers and doors. If it can be opened and shut, I did it and I did it hard. <laughs> so the feedback wheel is this tool that can just help you manage your arguments. And so here's how the feedback wheel works. There's four parts to it. Part one 
is called Here's What I Saw or Heard. And basically, it's real quick. It's imagine that there's like a camera on you and you are doing the play by play of what just happened. So um, I, in this case, I would say you relaxed in the pool when you got home and started your work when I clocked out like black and white. That's all it is. This is what the camera caught. You got in the pool and then you started work mm. when I clocked out. Part two in the feedback wheel is here's what I made up about it. <laughs> so this is the story that you told yourself about why he did what he did. And um, you have to be careful what you say here because obviously this is based on assumptions. So you have to kind of use some humility, yeah. avoid aggressive language. But part two in action for my situation would have been the story I told myself is that you wanted to avoid having to help make dinner and manage the kids. So you waited to get on your computer until I was available to do those things by myself. Part three in the feedback wheel. And these are my feelings about it. So basically... I felt alone and overwhelmed. I feel like you don't value my time as much as yours. So it's all these like, I feel words. And then part four in the feedback wheel is, this is what I would like. I'd like you to be available to me and the kids in this hectic time of day, just to check in to see if, you know, I need you would have made me feel like we are part of a team. Mm. And so you it basically just, um, it just helps you acknowledge your part in the situation, your assumptions in the situation, give the benefit of the doubt, and then clearly state what needs to happen so that, you know, you feel better going forward. Does the other person get the chance to say, well, I had a really bad day. So I had to get in the pool to just before, or I probably would have cut someone, as you said in your last episode. Was I, that I the last I've, episode? I swear I've never actually cut my husband. No, that was this one. I've only tried to cut him once. Um, yeah, I think that throughout the the feedback wheel mm-hmm. process, yes, I think that that person can respond. But I, I think that this doesn't have to take a long time either. Right. It's really just right. like four sentences. Mm-hmm. And then they do get a chance to respond. And hopefully, since you've been humble, understanding, and kind of generous with your... And not angry. Right. Actually, it's so straightforward. I would think at that point, he'd say, oh, here was my situation, and I'm sorry. Right. I did not handle it that way that day, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think well, I... I just think it's cool that Davis, who isn't even your children's parents, you expect him to help. Like, right. Kudos to him. What a great guy and dad, mm-hmm. you know? Well, he's set Step himself up for these expectations. I mean, he's if, he could be a you know a low life and never help, but he does. He yeah. does, so now, right? Can... <laughs> yeah, that's his yeah. fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gaslighting never, <laughs> never bad okay so another one that um, one of our writers nancy came up with that i thought i just, just i love it the five second question to keep your marriage on track and this is the question is this a roommate issue or a relationship issue mm. and i think that especially with newlyweds i think that this is a big one like is this something that is annoying because of the, our living situation, or is this actually like something that is a problem in our, like this husband and wife? Yeah. You know what I'm it's saying? Done. Yeah, I think there might even be a three, a third one in that. Is this a um, what I said before? You had a bad day, and you're just not being agreeable. You know, you're slamming mm-hmm. the doors because you had a bad day. Mm. Oh, so on top of roommate relationship, uh huh. Yeah, just today external forces external you know factors well or you can ask am i angry or am i tired Mm -hmm. have i well same with kids you know they come in and slam the door or whatever yeah so i have a question 
So what if it's like both? So I feel like one of my reoccurring frustrations kind of goes back to the invisible load of motherhood where like you're exhausted and you're tired and you're overworked and you feel like you have no help. And, you know, whether that's true or not, um, because I've seen my husband does help a lot. So, you know, I think sometimes it's just outside circumstances, but I do feel like it's a crossover between a roommate and relationship situation mm. where, it, you know, it's both of those. Yeah, you have young kids. It definitely is a crossover. So what was your question? What you, what do you do? Well, I'm just saying I feel like that's like a recurring conflict that we have. And it is it is a roommate, but it's also a relationship situation. So it's like, you know, like little things build up. So like, you know, chores and things like that. Those are roommate mm-hmm. situations, obviously. But they grow into the larger overarching relationship yeah. um, issue, you know. So I just thought... Kind of- yeah, I just saw something that can kind of speak to that. Um, it was a I can't remember who it was on TikTok or, or Instagram. But the person was saying, you know, when especially it's, it's usually a husband that says this, honey, is there anything I can do to help you? And that's a really nice thing to say. There's nothing wrong with saying that. How can I help you? And my husband does it for me. What can I do to help you? But what a woman needs, what a wife needs, especially when she's feeling that invisible load of motherhood, is not a helper. She needs a partner. Because a helper means that you still, as the mom, you still have to delegate. You still have to assign. You still have to think of like what he can do to step in. A partner is somebody that is in it with you and knows what needs to be done. And right. and maybe he doesn't know everything in that situation because you're the master of something in your house. But he, you're enough of a partner. You're in enough of a partnership that he's carrying some load for you. We had that exact conversation because I was like, I don't want to have to tell you what to do. That's just another thing for me to do. Yeah. But there's going to be like, some things. Some things you are going to have to, but then there's other yeah. things yeah. that he can totally take and remove from your plate. Yeah, but I think to your point, it was more of like, I don't, you know, we don't want, we don't want a helper, we don't want a partner mm, that yeah. can almost like, it's unfair to say, but like read your mind or know what needs to be done or whatever, because I think the other issue that comes out of that is you can become just helpers versus being partners and actually remembering that like your relationship is the most important thing, not all these other things that you have to get done or whatever. And so I think that's where the struggle is, is like you forget the whole marriage piece of it because you're, you become like business partners almost within your house. I think when your kids are your age, they're young, Megan, here's your soccer analogy, Chloe, (laughs) Chloe played soccer in college. Especially that end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's like a match. It's like a soccer match. And you both have a role to play, but your goal is to get them in bed, just like your goal is to get the ball in, you know? (laughs) And the problem is if someone misses the pass or if someone doesn't interpret how you're going to kick the ball, they miss and you lose the game and it ends up going bad. It gets ugly. And so there is this, you have to read each other. You have to have a relationship. You have to work together. But there's also this physical aspect of we got to get the job done. Mm. And it's just hard mm-hmm. um, when your kids are little. And it's 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 hard in a lot of areas of life. But I'm just thinking of you, Megan, at night. I'm well, thinking of Ted Lasso. I, so, <laughs> I felt so bad the other night because he, he was actually helping a lot. And like it happened to be the one minute I came downstairs and he was on his phone. And I was like... They're supposed to be in the bath. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I was just, he's like, I literally just looked at my phone and I was like, well, this looks really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like you're, you're not in bath. 
Uh, so we've talked about the feedback wheel. The is it a roommate issue or a relationship issue? What are some of your like personal like go to tips or mindsets that help you with communication and conflict in your marriage? I think to your point, I'm trying to get better at not making assumptions. Like I just said, you know, I like came down and I assumed he'd been like sitting there on his phone and he's like, I literally just took it out of my pocket. I'm not even on anything. He like held it up and it was black. He's like, I don't even, I haven't even locked it yet. But he was like this. Yeah. So I'm really trying to not make assumptions and to your point, Abby, give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Like you, he wants to make you happy. He, you want to make him happy. And sometimes I think we forget that yes. about our that we're on the same team. Yes. For right, me, right. I have to know Mark is not going to read the situation. He is not. Mm-hmm. And so if I have an expectation, um, I have to verbalize it. Hey, we're having a bunch of people for dinner. I really need you to do just these three things. Not a mind reader. Get the ice. Do this and this. And and if I don't say that, he's gonna he's gonna be out cleaning the pool, and it's not a pool party. You know what I mean? I just so I have to be really really clear about my expectation. What about you, Chloe? Um, I think one thing I'm trying to be better about is like adding joy to the situation when I can, and like laughing when I can, because Trent is somebody who can like have a serious conversation, but like have a moment of laughter in it. And I, I'm like, I just want to get this conversation done, like stop distracting us. But I think I've been trying to be better about incorporating humor and being more fun. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling trend. I laugh too. Mark goes, this isn't funny. (laughs) Well, I know, but I, but I'm happier now. Like, I feel like, you know, in my pregnancy, like I've had a whole bunch of hormones and I'm more sensitive than ever, but we really have been communicating really well. And I think it is because I'm trying to be joyful when I can be joyful and laugh when I can laugh. And, you know, like at the end of the day, we're on the same team, right? So like, I I don't know what I'm trying to prove to him by being serious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have so many great resources for couples, including conversation starters. So maybe if, you know, you just need to have more fun conversations with your husband and that might help uh, with conflict or with communication. Um, uh, we have just so much good, good resources. I'll put a bunch of stuff in the show notes, but then also make sure you go to imom.com, check out our marriage section and yeah, just start loving your husband better. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.